Hello, Justice League Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Justice League Wrapped. I had the pleasure of sitting down with two of our general managers of the here in the Justice League, Mr. Joshua Learn and Alan Clark. Josh is running a team that I will not say the name of on this program. Um, and Clark, you will recognize as the general manager of the San Jose Clarks. We're going to kick it to the interview with Josh right now. Josh, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Long time listener. I think it's a few times on the show now. I also, I, I'm going to be steadfast in my approach this year. I'm doing no research other than this podcast. This is the definitive source for the Justice League, and I'm going to rest my hat on that. Well, that's a lot of uh, responsibility. I think I'm up for it. Um, mm-hmm. But, be you know, it is a competition. There might be some misinformation laden in there with some solid fantasy. <laughs> like nice. Misdirection. Uh, yeah, I love it. A little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah. So... What do you think of your team so far? Let's let's talk about the draft a little bit. Did um, yeah. How are you feeling about your team? Uh, I picked most of the people again based off of the previous uh, podcast. There, just names that you mentioned. Um, <clears throat> so I felt pretty good about it. I also um, there was a few times where the the individual that I was going to pick uh, ended up being like picked right <clears throat> one or two before. So I was confident that the people that were mentioned previously were, were pretty good. So um, I felt pretty good about that overall. I mean, tough to really do worse than last year, finishing nine out of 10 uh, missing the playoffs for the first time in the 14 years previously (laughs) being it. So that was disappointing. So I'm going to go ahead and say, can't really do much worse. And I was pretty happy with the the team that I've selected. You took, David Pasternak first. He was available yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What did you like about him over maybe a Panarin or maybe a Patty Kane? Jake Getzel was out there. Yeah. Getzel was one that I was thinking about. I think Pasternak's usually on a line with Bergeron and Marchand. Uh, so he was, he always picks up points. I think I had him last year. No, I didn't have him last year. Maybe a few years ago I had him. He was good. He had like his great year there. So I was think Boston's always a good contender, but Marshawn's out for a little bit. So I wonder if they're going to juggle some lines and McAvoy, who's kind of like on their, uh, their power play there. I think he's out for a bit too. So I just kind of thought maybe this is a change of seasons for Boston, but I always thought Pasternak was good. But then when Clarkie offered the trade to have him, I kind of thought I'd rather have Kucherov than Pasternak. I just don't like that Kucherov is usually injured. So we'll yeah. see. Bit of a bit of a porcelain doll lately, but how you know how many more hips can this guy have that he needs to get repaired? Uh, yeah, I think so too. He's uh, now that he's a little bit older. I think he's got to maintain his you know level. So he's probably going to play more. Is my guess. I think that one year that he didn't play, like him and Stamkos, that I think that was like a horseshit year. I think probably both of them could have played, and then them going into the playoffs like obviously they closed that loophole but 
he's uh he's a tough contender like he's always good so i figured with him and then uh we were debating at the end clark and i had a bit of back and forth i was thinking maybe stetzel from ottawa instead of norris i like top six in ottawa i think they're going to be a a sleeper team this year that i mean i guess they're kind of hyped so i i think they could be good this year and i just think having a piece of that would be key but after i thought about it more and looked at the stats, I kind of thought, Norris, I'll get my face-off wins with him. Uh, and McKinnon was, like, injured for a whole bunch last year, too. So, I don't know. There's there's a lot of injury pieces to this trade. It could turn out well <laughs> or not well, depending on how well they may stay healthy. So, just just to make sure that all of our listeners are aware of the full details of the trade, yeah, we've got Clark sending you Josh yeah. Norris, Kyle Connor. Nikita Kucherov, you yeah. are sending the San Jose Clarks, Nathan McKinnon, yeah. Twivo, Ter- Teravinen, a.k.a. Turbo, it's just, and David Pasternak. Um, yeah, so you, you're you moving I, I, a, big, I, I, a big piece in McKinnon there. Yeah, McKinnon's a big piece of it, and he takes a lot of shots. Um, he doesn't hit as much as I think he used to. He's a captain, so whenever – I always think captains, I always like to have just because it always seems when there's a fight to happen nowadays because there's not really enforcers. It seems like if you have a captain who can kind of fight, they're fighting periodically with some of the big yep. rivalries. And with Colorado winning last year, I think they got a little bit more of a, a target on their back. Connor doesn't really take – Kyle Connor doesn't really take uh, penalties, but he takes a lot of shots on goal. And I like Winnipeg this year. And I think he's going to be pretty aggressive because Winnipeg, they don't have a captain this year. So I think him and Shifley are going to try and go for it. Uh, so I think they're going to, they'll be a force to be reckoned with. I think they're going to shake some stuff up in Winnipeg. It's either going to be glorious or uh, it, it won't be good. Or it will die in flames. Jets will look weird without Paul Maurice behind the bench. Um, yeah, he's kind of been a staple there. So he's like one of those guys that, where if you look at a picture of him in his like first year in the NHL, his last year, like just how terribly uh, aging <laughs> it must be to be an a, like a coach. It's like you look at like Barack Obama when he started being president versus when he stopped being president. They look like really two different people. It's just that level of stress with him, and I, I he just looks like he generally doesn't sleep. So, um, but yeah, who knows? Winnipeg's wild card this year. Uh, I think Minnesota could do pretty well too. So overall, I just thought, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, you know, I picked two of those guys there. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of. You know, I was debating it for a bit. He sent he sent me like another trade afterwards, and I don't know if it was like just really good psychology on his part. The other trade he sent me was just like the meme that you posted was perfect. It's like here's my hot garbage for your, you know, outstanding players. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. So it, it actually made the first trade look that much better because his second trade was dog shit that he offered. Yeah, Clarkie's like a perennial winner. So, you know, I, I think it could go either way. He knows what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. But I'm excited to get the season started. I just Focus. think it's going to be it's gonna be tough to beat that trade in terms of, like, blockbuster status. I'm just going to go crazy this year. I think that's the idea. Just throw out all the logic, or throw out all conventional wisdom. And all I'm going to do is just wait for... Uh, your podcast every week and see what your hot takes are and uh, base my whole season and success on that. Well, I wish you the best of luck. But at Appreciate the same time, you know, 
Yeah. What well, if you start saying things like, you know, all hail Jeff Carter or something, then I'll know. I'll stop to I'll tune out for that podcast. I can't believe Kucherov's gonna be out again. Might as well just drop him. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And uh, maybe may, I'll make some trades. We'll see what's going on. I th- shake some stuff up this year. Keep it, keep it uh, entertaining. All right. Well, best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks so much for being on the pod today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Robbo. See you, man. Thanks again, Josh, for being on the pod. Now let's kick it to the interview with Mr. Clark. Alan Clark of the San Jose Clarks, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. What's going on? Not much. Just doing a little bit of uh, draft reaction and also shocking trade, blockbuster trade reaction. Just wanted to ask you about the draft a little bit. In the first round, you took Patrice Bergeron. What did you like about him? Pretty much that uh, he was my highest valued player after all the other guys went. And considering uh, Landis Gog's injured for quite a time, I didn't have any center on my roster. So I needed to shore in the center position fairly quickly. Uh, I know that there's some scarcity on the other positions, but I needed a decent center and I didn't know uh, what direction was gonna, the draft was going to lead. So took the best player available. Thought it was Bergeron, and uh, yeah, went with it. Great. I think it was a great pick. You can set your watch to it. He is old, but he is good. Um, Yeah, that's right. Okay, moving right along. In the following round, you took Latang. He can be a bit of an injury risk. What what are your thoughts? Uh, Well, I actually looked into that the last, I think it's like two years or two and a half years. He's actually played. A majority of the games. I think last year he played close to 82 games. So I think uh, the injury risk is a little bit uh, overplayed. But I know there is a little bit of risk with his age there. But that core group is back with Pittsburgh. And I think they'll make a little bit of noise this year. When Latang's in the lineup, he is one of the best. And uh, I haven't been following him as closely the last couple of years. I trust your research. Um, you also stacked your blue line the following round. Kind of stole a guy that I had my eye on, but maybe I let him hang out too long. Darnell Nurse. Yeah. So, I was a tricky decision because he was one of my keepers, considering um, that I was considering. But uh, Brent Burns, man, I don't know. There's uh, something about that system in Carolina and how uh, Burns plays. I know he's like old, 36, 37 years old, but he likes to shoot. I think it works with Carolina's system. And uh, they're, like, one of the best teams in the, in the NHL. So uh, he's already preseason got, like, a couple goals and a bunch of assists. So I'm expecting good things on the power play and a ton of shots, a few blocks along the way. And, yeah, see what happens. Hi, Serena. Can you say hi? Hi. <laughs> That's Robbie. He's on the phone. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Man, she is... Only a few years from joining the the Justice yeah, League. The ranks, the ranks, yeah. But uh, back <laughs> to Darnell Nurse. Um, yeah, you know, a little bit of uh, bias because I had him last year, but he was on my radar. I know he's on a bunch of guys' radar because he's got the uh, the bangers, the shots, hits, and blocks, and he's playing on that you know that top line with uh, McDavid. So you can't go wrong, right? 
Well, time will tell. I, I think he's a great pick, but time will tell. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's yeah. with Sun Q. Um, yeah. Speaking, you were mentioning how you like what you see in uh, Carolina and Brent Burns kind of being a bit of a quarterback on their their power play there. Yeah. Moving on to the trade, I see you've acquired another Carolina Hurricane, Tuevo mm-hmm. Terabinen, mm-hmm. with David Pasternak from Boston, Nathan yeah. McKinnon from Colorado. You're giving away Nikita Kucherov, Kyle Connor, and Josh Norris. That's right. What? I know. Crazy, but I, my, my beautiful wife is also reacting to the trade right now, just shocked. <laughs> It is. It's a huge blockbuster. Was was saying to uh, Josh on the other end of this trade how I don't think that we will have another trade that tops it. Who knows? It's still very early, but it it is one for the ages of the Justice League. What uh, yeah. what was kind of behind? What what was motivating you to make the move? One, I like trades. I don't know. Always got the itch, and uh, I don't know. You can't draft a perfect team, and the waiver wire is always depleted. So the best way to do it if the the league is willing is to try and acquire elsewhere. But um, I tossed out a ton of trades options out there to a few people, some, uh, some managers and uh, yeah, I got some decent response from a few people. Some and... not so good responses from <laughs> others. <laughs> okay. I... Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, nonetheless. Like to, I would like to, Say that it was a totally fair trade offer that you were offering me. Yeah, I, yeah. The meme. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to use this. I obviously yeah. jumped too early, but I didn't want to get beat to it. No, uh, no, it's all good. I, I get it. I get that connection to your team, and you're riding hot right now. You're a champion, right? So I, well, yeah. I, I some things went my way last year. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, I de- definitely missed out on a couple guys. One of one of whom is Darnell Nurse, who on your squad there. Cool. But, uh, yeah, back to the trade. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a number of things played into that uh, schedule, playoff schedule, uh, pass injuries, position scarcity, uh, player eligibilities on both sides. And, uh, yeah, Tara Vinans, not, I'm high on uh, Carolina, Colorado, obviously. So Boston, I think they got another year or two before their uh, star players start depleting off. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But Kudrow, well, I think he's going to get, like, 120 points this year, to be honest. And you got him You got him getting sent out of town. Got him sent out of town, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, more more uh, just a few dimensional players, you know. I like the, uh, the, the all-around cats. And I was going for some categories that I was lacking, and so it was uh, learned. So kind of worked for both teams. Well, Josh seemed pretty jacked about the trade, too. Um, yep. I you know he's he's got a soft spot for the Winnipeg guys. So did that have uh, uh, did that play on you a little bit <laughs> that you thought you could get to him a little bit, play tugging on his heartstrings? Uh, yeah, no, just uh, Winnipeg was all of the players I wasn't high on. I was trying to get rid of um, just because their playoff schedule this year. They're, I think they're the lowest in the league for playoff games over the three week playoffs. So I know it's uh. I don't do that for the rest of my team, but if I can acquire a person in the same tier and get a few extra games, three or four extra games over the course of three weeks in the playoffs, uh, I'll definitely definitely consider that. Hello? 
Hello? Hey. Hey, got you back. Oh, man. My face hits and stuff. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'll, I, can, I can trim out this middle part here. That's and then good. I want to just react to everything you just said. Well, Clark, I think I speak for the rest of the league when I say that I am incredibly tim- intimidated to accept a trade from you now, knowing how well into the future you have looked regarding these playoff schedules. Um, that is that is intense. It's it's no surprise that you are no stranger to the throne. Clarky, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Rob. That was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, get me back. Let's get a segment going or something. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. See you later. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) See you, buddy. See you, man. Thank you. Once again, thanks for listening, everyone. Best of luck as you prepare for your first matchup of the season. (laughs) 